Smartcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi. I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honored to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Lisa Shield is a love, dating and relationship coach with over two decades of experience. She has a master's degree in spiritual psychology, is certified through the Coaches Training Institute and has been featured in Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, LA Times and Cosmopolitan. Lisa has been with the guardian of her soul for over 20 years and through her revolutionary approach has taught powerful successful women all over the world how to take what she calls the feminine lead to get emotionally naked and find the soulmate of their wildest dreams. Now I've spoken to many love and relationship coaches but Lisa is like no other and knows the formula to finding the one at a soul level, and will change your perspective no matter how long you've been searching. Welcome, Lisa, to The Ethical Evolution. Hi, Bindi. It is such a pleasure to be here. Now, you're joining us all the way from New Mexico. Um, For those people who don't know who you are and what you do, can you go ahead and tell us? Sure. I am what's called a love coach, We don't use the word dating because dating sounds horrible and love coach sounds lovely. So uh, we call ourselves love coaches. But, you know, basically I give women a step-by-step roadmap for going out into the modern dating world and finding or attracting what I call a guardian of your soul. Now, I, I think you are the person that everyone's looking for, can I just say, uh, particularly a, a lot of women I know that are just like, oh, man, you know, why can't I get this right uh, and why can't I find the one? Um, no doubt you probably hear that a lot, right? I, I hear that day in <laughs> and day out. <laughs> So um, we've we've just been chatting offline and, you know, I said to you I've been single for quite some time and, and some of that by choice because I had had um, a series of relationships that didn't go so well uh, and I after a time I realised it was me that I needed to work on uh, because I was, you know, taking less than I deserved. And so I thought, hmm, I need to spend some time and work on me. So I stepped away and I did the work 
And when I started to sort of dip my toe back into the water, I was like, mm, no, still not ready. <laughs> so I guess I'm, I'm all for your tips, Lisa. Like for someone who's doing the work on themselves, like you said, you did also, um, how do you find the one? Like what, how do you start? Well, first of all, one thing I'll say, Bindi, that I realized, and I think is a, a common mistake that many people make, is that we think that if we do generic self-help programs or even therapy, all of those things will lead us to becoming more attractive, and then we will just attract this amazing partner. Well, there's a whole lot of important things that these other programs don't address, right? And so we're thinking, oh, well, it's just about being attractive, being an interesting person, being a self-aware person. And all of those things are very, very important, but they don't always solve this problem, which is where I come in. So I am a direct solution. I'm a direct answer to this problem. And one of the most important things that I believe that I've found is for many of us, we cannot see our issues and blocks in this particular area of our lives. And you're not going to discover them sitting on a therapist's sofa processing and analyzing the most activating thing we can we can do is to date, right? Because dating is going to bring up all your insecurities, all your lack of experience. When you're sitting across from a man or a woman that you're wildly attracted to, and you want that person to be also attracted to you, right? Suddenly you lose your words, you start to become self-conscious. Instead of being this beautiful woman who lives in her heart, you suddenly become this woman who's way up in her head on that date. Does he like me? Am I smart? Or does she like me? You know, am I smart enough? Am I cute enough? Do, do, do I have nice lips? You know, I, whatever. And you start to sell, you become self-conscious. And so what I do is I give my clients a roadmap. The very first month of my program, they shut down all their dating. So we just focus on them. Mm -hmm. We learn a whole slew of things that women are like, how did I go through 30, 40, 60 years on this planet and nobody taught me these essential things about love and relationships and all. And then they get new photos. My husband, Benjamin, writes their online dating profiles for them. <laughs> and then they get out into the dating world and they start going on as many dates as they can. They date multiple men or multiple women. And they, they have to start to apply all of the tools that we taught them in the first month of the course. So the best way to really work through this stuff is to get out there and apply it and walk through it in real time. Mm. And, you know, like when some of the things that I learned about myself when I started to date was that 
um, you know, I had uh, these triggers and these wounds that I um, had discovered, like I had attachment wounds, I had abandonment wounds and all of this kind of stuff from when I was a child. And I was like, oh, so that's why I behave that way. Um, I mean, how do we move past that kind of stuff when we want to try and connect with someone and not be living in that fear that we're going to lose them too? Great question. So I think that you can spend a lot of time at therapist sofa trying to sort all that stuff out. And I do think that therapy has a real purpose. It is very important for all of us to understand why we are the way we are, how our parenting, how our early life might have shaped the person we've become. But there then comes a point where we have to then say, okay, who do I want to be? And this is really where coaching comes in. So I am very much a coach. I don't, for one second, do anything that I think in my program is really therapy-based I really, there's some therapy ideas like attachment theory and all, but I look at it all very much as a coach. And I truly believe, and I have seen, Bindi, that when women can put together all the pieces of this puzzle in the right way, and they feel confident about what the opposite sex or what is looking for, or if you're same sex, but the kinds of dynamics that have to occur when you're in a really beautiful, sexy relationship, because even in a same sex relationship, for it to be romantic and passionate and exciting, there still has to be polarity. There has to be that masculine feminine pull And there needs to be two people who are willing to take on those roles to create that beautiful, sexy, passionate dynamic. If you have two, if you have two people who are too much in the middle and who are too similar, you don't get that spark and that fire. So what I teach my clients is how do you show up in a relationship and understand if you're heterosexual and you know you're a woman looking for a man and you want a you know a strong independent male you have to show up in a way that can encourage him and give him the space to be that way with you now all of that attachment stuff and all of that anxiety that many of us have brought into our past relationships, once I help women put all of the pieces of this puzzle together, it just naturally starts to subside because Mm. they feel like they finally know what they're doing for the first time in their lives. Mm, That's incredible. And I guess for me, the big challenge is is, is finding people who, who are it's, uh, you know, I joke, it's like trying to find, you know, someone with a heartbeat um, because, um, you know, you'll, you'll find someone 
and you really connect, you know, you have great conversation, there's a chemistry, um, you know, you're, you've got the attraction there. And then when you go to actually, you know, meet, have a date, whatever it is, they ghost you and disappear. And I'm like, why is this happening? So, again, something about working with us, most of the women who come into our program, Bindi, they, they say exactly what you're saying. There's no good people. Where, do, where are mm. all the good people? You know, the people on my level and all. And I will tell you, they're online just like you. Mm. Most of our clients, 90% of our clients wind up meeting their partners online, including me. And when we work with them, we really up-level their frequency. We teach them about what to actually look for in a partner. We also teach them how to make that connection. So many, many people in their very first initial contact, they are so boring they write the most boring texts and nobody is going to respond to that. It's like, well, how's your day? My day's good. How's your day? What are you doing for the weekend? I read your profile. You have some interesting stuff in there. We might have some things in common. Not going to fly. Mm. When it comes to romance, you have to start out with a kind of a spark. You want to bring some playfulness and engage this person in a different way so that you stand out from other women. And that person is like, oh, this sound, one sounds like fun. So I was actually online with one of my clients. We were looking at her match.com profile. And I was looking at her texting or her messaging with these guys. And her messages were boring. Yeah. Right. So dull. And then some guy, I said, Oh, look, there's this guy, Larry, like let's message him. So we sent him a cute message that I helped her with. Well, Larry just happened to be online and he messaged her right <laughs> back. And then I helped her craft another really playful. Oh, Larry, are you always so quick with a wink? <laughs> you know, <laughs> timing is everything, <laughs> right? And they wound up in an actual conversation that really sparked. And he was right there with her back and forth, back and forth. But if she hadn't done that, it would have been another, eh, you know, so then you, you know, you've got to learn how to connect. Mm. You need the right pictures. You need the right profile. Believe it or not, people do read the profile. It is a lie that they don't read the profile. And here's the thing. Even if 99.9% .9 of people don't read the profile, you want that 0.1% that does and who takes the time to read it from start to finish and really connects with it. Mm. So I, I'll have to send you my profile, Lisa, because, I mean, I get, I get plenty of attention, but nothing of it comes to any fruition. And so, like, like you say, the, the conversations <laughs> are like, some of them are just dead boring and I'm just like, ugh. 
But you have to look at how you might be creating that because Mm. you and I, we talked before this broadcast and you were lovely. Yeah. I had no I know how to talk to people. <laughs> but you need to bring that playfulness. Romance is a whole different category. And we cannot wait for the other person to bring it. Mm. There's a saying from Landmark Forum, you need to be cause in the matter. You have to be willing not to just be at the effect of things, you have to be a generator, a mover, a creator. And, you know, if you want this, and that was something I realized, I would sit back, you know, one of the worst things they're telling specifically, you know, heterosexual women, they tell us to lean back and Mm. let men chase us. And, you know, and these, what a lot of women do is they take that as, oh, well, the man is going to pursue me and I'm not going to have to do anything. And, you know, I'm just going to be sitting here, but he's going to see how fabulous and special I am. No, you got to bring it. Women who really get a lot of male attention, it's not just because they're pretty. They get a lot of male attention because they know how to play with Mm. male energy. Mm. They know when a guy is there, they perk up, they bring it. And men love that. Mm. They love it. Interesting. Now, I mean, if there's women listening to this, Lisa, and they're like, so what am I doing wrong? Like, what are the top five tips that you would tell a woman not to do? if they're wanting to meet the one? Well, the first thing is never, ever, ever under any circumstances rush into a relationship with anyone. Never. No matter what that, you know, he's telling you, never rush into a relationship. And if somebody is coming on hard and fast and strong, that is usually a sign of a love bomber or an avoidant, or somebody who's emotionally unavailable. They come on really strong in the beginning, and then those are the guys that turn and run the minute you start to fall in love with them. So be wary and be careful of that. Uh, Look out for the fireworks. Mm. That's another one. You know, we've been taught to look for fireworks, and oh my God, you know, this is amazing. The only way to go from up, you know, from being way up there is down. You don't ever want to be lovers before you become friends. Mm. So the name of my course is called Emotionally Naked Dating. And the real, the real foundation for lasting love is emotional nakedness. And a truly unconditionally loving relationship is a relationship where two people can literally walk around completely emotionally naked. They're not looking over their shoulder. They're not waiting for the other shoe to drop. They're not thinking their partner's going to lash out or, you know, turn on them or hurt them or be verbally or, you know, say something mean or, or hateful. It's two people who love each other and are emotionally naked. Um, I think you should never just date one person at a time. 
dating multiple people until you really open up and you really get a sense of what's out there. And then it will mitigate some of the anxiety, Bindi, because if you're dating two or three people at once, you're not going to be hyper-focused on any one person. Mm. And so if one person drops off, you still have a couple of people you're communicating with. And then the other thing is seize opportunities to get emotionally naked yourself. Many, many, many of us walk away too quickly. We get upset about something. We make up a story about something someone said or something someone did. Um, I believe that we need to be the change we want to see in the dating world. So, you know, if I want more openness and honesty, then I have to give more openness and honesty. If somebody were to ghost me that I really thought, wow, we had something, I thought we were kind of getting something going here and then mm -hmm. oof, gone, right? I would write to that person and I would say, hey, it looks like we're not a match, but I just wanted to thank you and let you know how much I enjoyed meeting you. And I wish you the best in your search. And nine times out of 10, you'll get a message back mm. and it will let you leave on better terms so that you're not always leaving like, wow, why does this keep happening? Or, you know, I think it's important for any individual to take the initiative and not be at the effect of things. It's more empowering. Mm, that is that is such good advice because that also leaves that energy, um, you know, you don't have that negative energy sitting with you that, oh, I've been ghosted and, you know, why does this keep happening to me? You're actually taking it as a lesson and you're, you're passing that kindness and love back um, to that person, regardless of whatever the situation is of them disappearing. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. You know, and why not? Like, I don't care. So somebody ghosts me. Do I think it's bad behavior? Absolutely. But am I going to let someone pull me down to his level or am I going to elevate situations? To me, I want to bring people up to my level. Mm. And I also think, Bindi, it's very easy to get into that conversation that you're having about, well, you know, where do I find someone with a heartbeat and all? I think the better question to ask is, you know, what can I do mm. to start to meet higher caliber people? Mm. You know, how do I start to attract higher caliber people into my life? And if there is something I could be doing differently at my end, you know, putting it out to the universe, please let me know because I want to bring a, a new love into my life. Yeah, and you must have been reading my mind because that was exactly what was going on in my head because I was like, you know, there's there's people and then there's like a whole different calibre of people, you know, like that are energetically on a whole other vibration as you were mentioning before and you know when you've met them. You, you really do know when you've met them and sometimes it can be challenging to find them. Well, you know, it actually isn't because when I was younger and I was – operating myself at a much lower frequency, not just in my love life, but in my whole, you know, in my whole life, 
it wasn't until I started to elevate my confidence, my consciousness and all that I started to look around and I'm like, oh my God, like I have some amazing friends. Mm. I am friends now with people that I would have been tongue-tied with when I was younger, people that I never would have thought would be seeking me out that are want to be my friend. And when before, you know, I felt like I was the kid at school that was hanging out with all the, you know, with the losers yep. at the reject table, yeah. you know, that was me. And now, you know, people come to me, they want, they, they, they use me as a role model, but I did so much work on myself to get here, Mm. to find my confidence, to be able to go for what I want in life. So when I hear women say like, where, where are all the good guys and whatever, I will say to them, well, what about that 1% of guys that you've been reaching out to online who don't message you back? Because they're out there, they're online. The problem is they don't want to admit that those guys are not responding to them. They're dating somebody. Mm. It's just not them. So, you you know, we can think we're all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. But if people are online and there are some great people, but they're not responding to us, then we have to ask ourselves, is there something I need to do? I mean, and it could be, I need to get into the gym. I need a makeover. I need whatever, you know, I mean, it, it might be like that, or it may be that my frequency is low and I need to start to open up. I'm not being playful. I'm not, you know, I'm not, my energy is not where it should be. And, you know, one of the curious things I'd love to ask you, Lisa, is, you know, we've, uh, as a collective um, in the world, been through a pandemic. uh, And have you seen that that has changed the way people date now? Absolutely. It did change a lot during the pandemic. By the way, my business boomed. Yeah. (laughs) That was my best time. We skyrocketed because all these successful executive women were cloistered, you know, in their homes. They couldn't travel and work and whatever. And they were like, how did I let this happen? Mm. And so many of our women who were single during that time are now married because they worked with us and they took advantage of that opportunity and they turned it into gold. So that happened. And then another great thing is that with the pandemic, people started using more FaceTime and Zoom and they couldn't just go meet up and have sex and wind up in bed they had to sit on a Zoom call and talk to each other. (laughs) You know, it's funny how things kind of go backwards. We go forwards and backwards at the same time. That's actually happening now with AI. Mm. So what's happening with AI, which is really something to look at and something people need to be, you know, acutely aware of, is that photos can be doctored. 
with AI, not just touched up. Mm -hmm. You could take four different photos of four different people and create a hybrid photo of a person that doesn't even exist. And you could use that as your online dating photo. Mm -hmm. They can make videos using your voice and your head and stick it on somebody else's body. They had one uh, today, they they had a thing on uh, on our NPR, National Public Radio, where, where they had made a deep fake of Biden mm. talking, saying, you know, how he hated Trump and how, you know, he was going to kill all the MAGA people. And this was a deep fake wow. that they created with using Joe Biden's voice, which is going to start to affect all of the campaign information. And the, you know, the scariest thing, I just did a brand new module for my course, all about online scammers and how to stay safe, right? And the freakiest thing is that if you go into AI and you just type in, you know, write a 300 character profile, Bumble profile, for a handsome doctor who loves the finer things in life, you can say, write 10 different profiles and it will pop out 10 Bumble profiles in a matter of seconds. Incredible. Each one of them is distinctly different and better than 99% of the profiles that you will read. It's incredible. And you isn't would it? never know it was written by AI. Yeah. Oh, and I'd look, I have to say that the AI version of Bindi is is quite magical, can I just say? <laughs> I was quite intrigued by it. Um, and I, I use it for a profile picture somewhere just for fun. Um, but I do not use it in dating, can I just say? <laughs> um, but yeah, isn't it funny how we've evolved in the last few years? Um, and, and also, you know, I'm not sure if you remember a time when online dating was frowned upon, you know, like now, now it's just normal. It's like expected. Like nobody just goes to a bar and picks people up anymore, right? (laughs) Yeah. And the reason I brought up AI, Bindi, going back to a point I was making was just to close the loop on that is that now it is more important than ever Mm. that you get these people on a Zoom chat like talk about going back to the old traditional stuff. Yeah. You got to meet in person as soon as possible. And now it is even more important than ever that you don't just rely on texting and chat and what you know those things. You need to get to an in-person date and you need to do it quickly. So we're back to square one. Even Apple, mm. even Apple, instead of give now, it's like instead of facial recognition and all, Apple went back to giving people a key for their verification mm. because they figure a key is back to the safest way. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it's scary um how AI can be used. For, for not good intentions. Um, so I guess we've just got to keep ourselves educated and aware, uh, particularly in the dating scene, because you could you could get a deep fake, you could get someone catfish you, like it's just it's scary, mm-hmm. really, really scary. You've got to be aware. But the other 
thing too, Bindi, that people also have to know. Sweetheart swindlers have been around forever. Mm. When I was a fashion photographer living in Milan, Italy, I met a guy who was a sweetheart swindler. And later when I was sitting watching television with my boyfriend, one of these shows came on, Sweetheart Swindlers, and there was this guy oh, they no did a half-hour segment. I'm like, wait a minute, I knew that guy. <laughs> I knew him. But, you know, he did it all in person. So it doesn't matter. The guy sitting next to you at the bar can be married, yeah. you know, yeah. and looking to, to, to have a fling. We don't know. So I really want to make it clear to women that it is so important to educate yourself about the online dating scams and know what they are. But if you do take a few simple precautions, right, like never, ever, ever under any circumstances, give money to anyone you've met online. Do not accept money from somebody you've met online. They will offer to send it to you, but in order to wire you money, they need your bank information. Mm. And if they get a few more details about you, like maybe they get you know, your mother's maiden name or what your first school was, they may be able to literally clean you out. So yeah. never give somebody money. Always do a background check. I don't care where you met the person. Make sure you do a background check and that you Google them to see what you can find. You can Google their phone number. You can often get a lot of information just from someone's phone number if you don't have their last name. And if you take these few simple precautions and trust your gut, if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. And the last thing is there is something called a reverse Google fo photo search where you can take any photo from the web and you pop it in their search bar and it will show you anywhere else that photo shows up on the internet. And it's simple, but if that person's photo shows up in some other places, you know it's been stolen. Yeah, yeah, and this is it. People can use a fake image and say it's them, themselves and it's completely not. Um, now, Lisa, if people want to find out more about what you do and actually get in touch with you and, and have some coaching with you, where can they go? Well, the first place I would go is to my website, which is lisashield, S-H-I-E-L-D.com. And I have a beautiful site. I put a lot of work into it. It's very thorough. There are tons of testimonial videos. There are testimonials from clients, written testimonials. And then Bindi, all over the website is a button. And that button will, if you click it, it will take you to a free presentation that I have that talks more specifically about what I do. And if women stay to the end of that presentation, there is an offer for a free call. And if you get on a call, that's where we can explain the work I do and how it will specifically help you solve this. And what we offer is a 12-week course called Emotionally Naked Dating. I love it. I love it. And I love, Lisa, how you call yourself the love ninja. 
Uh, I absolutely love that. You should trademark that because, you know, I've spoken to so many love and intimacy coaches um, on this show and you have such a different approach to anybody else. You you get real with it. You get really real with it. Um, and and I, I love that. Um, you said things to me no other love coach has said. So thank you so much for that. Now, I got the last big question for you. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? Wow. I, you know, there's two things, Bindi. I think one of the saddest things, the things that breaks my heart, is watching this beautiful world of ours kind of go backwards. And what I mean is in terms of, you know, social just acceptance of one another, of of people who differ. We're seeing so, so, so much conservatism in my country. Um, Our abortion rights were taken, you know, are slowly being chipped away. Uh, I wouldn't be who I am and where I am today if abortion hadn't been legal. I never wanted children and, um, you know, pregnancies happen. And I do not believe that any woman should not have control over her own body. Mm. I think that abortion should be allowed. If I have to um, pay a price for my choices, you know, I am a person, a human being, and I can make my own decisions. I'll make peace with my own maker, mm. but I, you know, can make that choice myself. And I really want to see, um, I wish that there, I wish we were colorblind. Oh, yeah. I wish we were, you know, in some ways it would almost be better if we couldn't see and if we could just all be who we are and not care about the color of someone's skin, someone's sexual orientation, you know, it, that that would be, you know, one. And then the other is really that people will get help in, in this area. There's, you know, so much of what we're taught about love is fake. It's mm. false fantasy. Walt Disney did the world a huge disservice with princesses and knights in shining armor and all. Um, These fairy tales are not real. They're for children. They're not for adults. It's not how love happens. And the saddest thing is, is that the reality, you know, the guardian of your soul relationship that I've had with Benjamin for 20 years we're teaching women how to do this. We're teaching people how to have it. It's real. It's not a fantasy. It's attainable. But most of us will go through our lives and never, ever have this. And I really want every single person walking the face of the earth to find the guardian of their soul. That would be my dream. I think this planet would be such a more beautiful place if we all had that kind of love. Yeah, and, you know, there's been so many episodes of this show where pretty much the change that we all want to see is is love. You know, like imagine if, you know, it almost sounds like a John, John Lennon song, doesn't it? But imagine if that's all there was, 
um, and that we didn't judge each other for how we lived our lives or, or who we loved or how we looked. Like, I just, yeah, unfathomable right, right now. <laughs> but imagine it's, it, yeah. It, it is gut-wrenching mm. to turn on the news and I almost can't listen, you know, and in, in the U.S. where we, you know, part of this has been about freedom and, you know, democracy has always won, good has triumphed over evil. I don't know how much longer that is going to be the case, Bindi. Mm. I really don't. And if we lose, you know, if the liberals, if the Democrats lose this next election, I don't know. You know, I just don't know. It's going to be a big mass exodus from the States. I can just see it. <laughs> I just don't even know where to go. Well, you can come down here to Australia. We're, we're, pretty, we're pretty cool. So, are you? I think Australia may be my next stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of options, Bindi. Yeah, we're pretty cool down here. Um, we we are quite accepting down here. So, uh, um, you're welcome uh, anytime. <laughs> I, I may be knocking on your door <laughs> in the not too distant future. You are welcome anytime. And Lisa, look, uh, you know. Just I have loved every minute with you um, and I would recommend any woman who's just thinking about um, chatting to you to really just step up and do it. Um, so thank you so much for being a part of the ethical evolution. Oh, Bindi, this has been an honour and a privilege. Thank you. I really mean that. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric acid.